Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined by Oklahoma City or Oklahoma State great, Southern California's finest, Doug Gottlieb from CBS Sports. Hello, Doug. How you doing, my man? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Not too bad. First, I got to give you a lot of credit on something. You took a lot of arrows from Arizona fans before the NCAA tournament when you said Arizona's kind of soft. And we're gonna go through or we're gonna go through it. And Tommy Lloyd obviously got this roster tougher, but I got to give you a lot of credit on that one because some people were picking to Arizona to win the national title and all of that. And you just never really saw it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I think, uh, and it'll get a little bit more complicated when we talk about the roster construction for next year. Right. But part of it was what I saw. Part of it was people I talked to. And part of it is historically, you know, and who you, you are, who your best player is. Right. Um, and you also are a lot of times in terms of defensively who your point guard is. Right. And um, I'm not like a hater on Kirk Creesa in any way. Um, he brought a lot. There's a lot of good that he brought to Arizona. Right. Like you need you need big balls. You need to be a guy that has a ton of self-confidence. And like he was a very good jump shooter. He played to his strengths and he's a good passer. But it's really, really hard to win at the highest level when you can't change, take somebody out of their offense. Right. And this is now I've been, it's two things, foreign point guards, generally, not always like Delhi's an exception. There's been other exceptions, but foreign point guards and the kind of the old school Gonzaga style. So like, again, look at Gonzaga historically, why have they done well in the NCAA term, but never, you know, they, when they got to a couple of national championship games, they had a pro at the point. And they were a little bit more athletic, but also they've been like Baylor just took them out of everything they wanted to do. Right. Um, Carolina was better in their backcourt, I, I thought. So I think it's been an issue previously with Gonzaga teams that Tommy has helped construct. It was an obvious issue, especially with this year's team. Right. Um, and if you watched the UCLA game, even at the end of the year when UCLA's down a couple, they just had tougher dudes, man. And right. Sometimes it really is that simple. So yeah, I took some arrows, but it was a it was a a storm that most people who were honest with themselves saw him coming, and it's a big challenge to Arizona because Tommy's recruited a lot of foreign kids. He's done very well there. He's a great offensive coach, um, and you have to figure out a way to change that 
mantra and mentality of the program because end of the day, the tougher teams win. That's just really kind of how it works. I wish there was, they, you do take, does it take skills? Sure. Does it take guard play? Does it take organization? Does it take rebounding? You can't turn all that stuff. But, man, you better have some tough hombres there because, you know, it really kind of is at the highest level what it's about in college basketball. Right. And growing up in the 90s, when you uh, Arizona obviously was point guard you because you had Damon Stoudemire, you had Mike Bibby, you had JT. And even in between there, you had guys like Reggie Geary, who would have been infinitely, let's just be honest, better here. But I think the pro- another problem, though, too, is that last year's guards for Arizona didn't or couldn't penetrate. And that is a problem. That is a problem. I mean, Kerr really never got into the paint. Courtney Ramey had some ability to, but he never really did either. I think the hope, though, is with Kylan Boswell and Jaden Bradley that there's an upper that there's an upside there that those two maybe didn't possess in that regard. Yeah, I mean, you got to be able to get inside of a defense, or you have to play. You know, like if you take the NBA model, right? If you can play point center. Right. Uh, the way the Nuggets are, that's another way of operating. You have to get inside the defense in order to create better shots for people. I mean, every team tracks paint touches for a reason. Right. And Kerr specifically, he's just, he's not that level of athlete. And I don't think during his time in Tucson, he developed his body uh, because that's not what he does. He's a Euro kid that loves to shoot threes and talk a little ish. I get it. Right. But at that level, you got to be able, you got to have some dogs that can guard and that can get into a defense. And it's going to be interesting this year. The other part that I, I also took some bullets on was you go back a couple months ago and it looked bad. You know, right. oh, they don't, they don't even have a roster. Right. What there is so much about this, the NIL era, that even people that cover it don't know, but people that don't cover it, like, have zero clue. None. None at all. Right. About the layers, like, Look, when you're going after a kid in NIL, you got to get the sense of, all right, how much is this going to cost us? And does he like our style of play? Everybody likes your style of play. So for Arizona, some of it was a bidding war. Some of it is relationships, right? I mean, did you really think you're going to get a point guard whose brother played at Gonzaga, who's right. transferring from, like, you know? I mean, right. And to be all in on that possibility, too, right? Well, you have to be. Right. You know, you have to you have to give the at least the appearance of it. But they knew they knew well what they were getting into and the likelihood of it. Um, but they just wanted to see and just can say I screwed up. Does a kid not want to go there? You know, what happens there? So um, Tommy's reconstructed his roster. It's interesting. I don't know if it's great. Uh, you got the foreign kids coming in who we can say we know how they're going, but we don't know how they're who knows. Going. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Right. And uh, but it's you know, on paper looks pretty good and looks a whole hell of a lot better than last month. And I still not convinced they're actually done yet. You know, there's there's still like, well, the portal's closed. No, it's not. It's not closed. Right. Grad transfers can trans can put themselves in any time. Foreign players can come in at any time. Like these things are moving targets. And and then no matter how good your roster is, how it fits together and how they actually fit together as people, that all matters as well. And that's the real challengers. You just don't have a lot of time with your kids and with your team to make them a cohesive unit. I think with the Julius Tabellis, and then I want to get your take on Caleb Love, but the one thing with the Julius Tabellis, and he was obviously very, very good, 
but there was never really a moment where you looked at him and said he embraces the big moment. Um, you know, obviously previous NCAA tournament, this past one against Princeton, and Kashaw Johnson is not the player that uh, Julius Tabellis is, obviously. But if you're looking for a tougher type of guy, a guy that can run the court, maybe replicate some of that and not get bullied down low, Kashaw Johnson is that type of dude right there. And it shows me kind of a shift in thinking maybe with Tommy Lloyd right there as to what he was looking for. He's a dog. There's no question. I mean, Keyshaw right. is a dog. Right. Uh, my only fear with Keyshaw is, and I understand, like, so so some people go, like, well, why would you leave San Diego State? Right. When you go to a national championship game. And, like, I don't know specifically their NIL, but those guys are getting taken care of pretty good. So do I think he probably got more to get rid of his own? Yeah, probably. But you're losing all that sweat equity with San Diego State. And, and that's a big thing for me because when you're done playing, like, if you look on that bench at San Diego State, like all of those guys, uh, they've been there forever. Like right. they take they they it's like Arizona. So now, are you really part of the Arizona family? Sort of. Are you really part of the San Diego State family when you leave? Maybe, maybe not. It's going to be interesting. Now, as for Kashad Johnson, so when he got there, he wanted to be a three, right? And he can't shoot. You know, I mean, when we say can't shoot, it doesn't mean he physically can't shoot a basketball, but the numbers would tell you, you know, that's right. not what you do best. Now, um, I would also be honest. I love Dutch and those guys and Dave Velasquez, but their offense, a little bit arcane in comparison to Arizona. So will he be able to get more open step-in looks within what Arizona does? I think so, yeah. I, I think so. And I think the culture is one of pushing offense. He's meant to bring in the toughness and rebounding of San Diego State. That's going to be interesting if a player can do that. Um, but, like, look, they coach the hell out of them in San Diego State. Those guys are programmed. Right. They practice hard. They play hard. They're good teammates. Like, he brings in no baggage. My only fear is that he tries to show everybody, like, hey, dude, I can really, really shoot. And it takes him away from what he actually can do, which is rebound, defend, all the little things that helped them go all the way to the national championship game. All right. Caleb Love, North Carolina transfer, is a, a very a lightning rod. I'll put it to you mildly here in Tucson. You either love the addition or you don't. Here's where I fall. I Last year, I watched an Arizona team that had absolutely no capabilities with players to make get their own off the bounce. Caleb Love can do that. I know that he's wildly inefficient. Totally get that. But I also believe, though, in Tommy Lloyd's offense, it's going to be a little bit easier for him as well. I don't think he's going to be standing around in as many seven-dribble isos as he was at North Carolina. I think his scoring could go down, but I think his efficiency could go up. And if you're a pro team, and like you always say, too, if you're still in college in your fourth year or you're in the portal, you're probably not a pro. But, you know. There are no, listen, there aren't pros in the portal. There just aren't. Remember, there aren't pros in the portal. If but you can't pros, get if they're pros, they wouldn't be in the portal. Correct. That's, exactly. That's and okay. I've stolen that quote from you many times, and I try to attribute it to you as many times as possible. But it's not mine. It's it's not mine. But if I gave away, if I if I said who the coach was, he I hadn't run it by him. So, but he's the guy who plays the portal, and he's always like, and I think other coaches use it as well. Are no pros in the portal? Now you right. have to tell them that they you can make them into a pro. But the reality is, and that doesn't mean that Caleb won't play in the NBA, but we all know it. Like, if you were a first-round pick or an early second-round pick, you wouldn't be in the portal. You'd be in the league. 
I like I like the addition though because he was he was something to me. It's kind of a no lose situation, and he was also a guy too that Arizona didn't have last year. Arizona had no players that could make plays off the bounce, and that became a problem, a glaring problem as the season went on. Um, I I'm I'm on your side on this one, Mike, and from a couple of different perspectives. Okay, the first thing is let's look at I I always, you know, let's look at the negative first. If he takes bad shots, if he can't play, if he, excuse my language, is a dick, okay? Guess what? Right. You just don't play him. Right. And you're done with him at the end of the year. Right? Literally, he's he's in Tucson for nine months. Right. And he could have an injury. Lots of things could happen where if he if he doesn't want to buy in, then he can be gone. And you may not have the same upside and ceiling but you may end, you may be a better team because of it. That's right. the worst case scenario. Remember, he's not. Well, you have to be cautious of guys that have a reputation of being selfish and taking bad shots. Is if you take them and they got three years to play, right? They're on your books for three years now with the new rules. I hope right. people understand that. There's new rules. If you transfer through the portal, your second spot, you're on their you're on their books until your eligibility goes away in terms of your 13 scholarships. So. It's kind of a no-lose, no-brainer for Arizona. And if we're honest, it's not really his fault. But the Michigan thing is a little bit of egg on his face, right? Couldn't get right. him into school. Now, what that's about is there are a lot of schools that of academic repute. Notre Dame, I know, is like this. I think Michigan, there's some others, Wisconsin, where they're taking – like Notre Dame takes no online classes. Right. Right. Um, right. Most basketball players – don't step foot on campus anymore. Correct. So it's really hard to take transfers. So again, like I'm guessing he's at Carolina. Most of his classes were online. Maybe all of them were online. And for Michigan, they either don't take some of them or don't take all of them. And that, but having it being that publicized that he couldn't get in to Michigan, it doesn't feel great. And so I'm sure part of it, part of this whole thing is like, look, you got to, Swallow your pride a little bit and find another place. Like that doesn't feel good. So I, I think he's not a pound puppy, but there's a little pound puppy effect there where Tommy can wrap his arms around. I'm like, dude, we love you all along. We don't care. Right. And, you know, come hang out. But the bigger point was the one that you made. And it's a lot like the Keisha Johnson uh, discussion. Again, Hubert Davis, great dude. Great. Okay. Nice guy. But their offense was a joke last year. It just was. I mean, right. they ran a couple sets. They threw the ball inside. Armando Baycott played off it or ran a high ball screen. Whereas the one thing that, that Tommy and all of Huey's assistants do is they challenge themselves to continue to push on the offensive side of the basketball, push for the best, the newest stuff. That creates better shots, creates better ball movement, and creates more efficient play. So <clears throat> I don't know if he'll ever get to high 40s in terms of field goal percentage or above 50 in effective field goal percentage. I'm, I'm reasonable, right? He shoots in the right. mid-30s from the field, low 30s from three. Those aren't good. But it's very reasonable to say there's going to be a substantial jump in his efficiency because he's a year older, he didn't have success last year, and Tommy and his staff are really good at coaching offense. And I think he'll have better personnel around him in terms of the ball and player movement. What do you think about Arizona now in the Pac-12? USC, I love USC. What is that? What? what you, I, I'm not sure what and that word is. The last uh, year, that word may or may not exist in the new new Webster dictionary. That, that's a good point. That is a good point. This might be something you have to go for the Oxford back in like '87 to find. 
Um, the uh, USC. I like Andy Enfield. He gets beat up a lot for uh, he's probably not the greatest strategist in the world, but I think he's done a very good job at SC. All things considered, when you look at you know, but he's got a loaded roster this year. You've obviously you got Isaiah Collier, you've got Boogie Ellis, you're bringing in Bronny up front. You got Big Vince. Who do you like in the Pac-12 this year? We talked about Arizona, obviously. I see who is Doug Gottlieb's pick right now, and you could take a mulligan, obviously, because things can change. Well, I mean, also Cal is completely revamped, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my boy, my boy Matt Sherbinsky is an assistant. He's the reason they've done so well. Uh, Mark Matson's done so well in the portal. Um, I think that honestly, Stanford has a chance to be at least decent now, right? right? Um, they did lose their best player, but they've added some talent. And uh, I, I think they got a chance to be competitive. Um, Wazoo lost a lot. Yeah. You know, UW thinks they're going to be pretty good. And they got, um, uh, they got Severe Wheeler, who, of course, yep. did at Georgia and Kentucky. Gives them a legit point guard. They, they think they're going to be pretty good. I think the league is – it couldn't be worse. It's going right. to be better. Right. Um, Oregon's interesting as well. Yeah, that's a weird one, right? It, it really is because he was running the conference for about four to five years and they've just fallen off. But some of the guys they got rid of, I don't think were very good to begin with. And you bring back Dante, um, you're bringing in an interesting class. That to me is an interesting team as well. Well, I mean, like, look, I don't think you're going to win with freshmen. Right. I just don't. I don't. I, it's very, very hard, which takes SC. It's like, I, I like Bronny in that role. Like he's not going to be one of their three or four best scores. Like he's just a role player, but like, realistically are you going to win in the pac 12 starting two freshmen right probably not probably not not. um ucla is an interesting one right like they're adding foreign players they're kind of copying the arizona model Mm -hmm. uh which a lot of that is about agents but also about like hey we don't really have to pay there's a way in which they get stuff and money but it's not as much nil as other people but again a lot of unknown when you bring in foreign players especially when you haven't had a ton of foreign players, but they do have a Dembona back. Um, and you got like a, how many years has he been there at point guard? I like it feels forever. Right. Exactly. Forever. Like he played for Walt Hazard, I think. I, anyway. I, Jenny um, Crum was an assistant. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think it's this, the usual suspects in yeah. UCLA and, and Arizona. Um, you know, Utah's kind of a mess. Colorado's okay. Uh, I'm interested in Arizona State. You know, they usually have so much turnover, but losing Bagley is just not even having the Bagley thing probably helps them. Right. Probably helps them. Um, and I think Washington, I mean, he better win, but they actually, they think they're telling everybody they think they're pretty good. Um, I think the league overall is much improved, much right. improved. Yeah. And I don't think the top is as good. I don't think Arizona will be as good um, nationally. And I don't think UCLA will be as good. And I don't know about USC. Um, but I definitely believe that at the end of the day, it still feels like Arizona and UCLA, USC is interesting. Washington's interesting. Stanford's interesting. Cal's interesting. Arizona state's always interesting. Now. All right. Before we sign off here, uh, Doug, what do you think right here? Would you rather have this Arizona roster going into the season or last year's Arizona roster? Ooh. I didn't put that in the show notes for a reason. Ooh. Oof. probably this one right seems like there's more diversity of of styles and skill right right i agree um i mean spell's a really good player man he was good mm-hmm. um for sure 
but I, I think this one's got, and like, again, let's see what the Lithuanian kids look like when we actually see them in a the uniform. Right. But I, I'm, I think I'm gonna like this, this roster better. I think it has a chance to be a good team. Right. Um, Doug, that's why you're the man. It's just really, it's going to be real. Like the whole thing is interesting. Like I, I want to have, I, I think there should be a college basketball show where we show these first team meetings, which are taking place like in these next two weeks where guys literally have never met each other ever before. Some have played other colleges, some have played overseas, some have been there and they, they just meet each other and they like, Hey guys, in like three months, we're going to be playing college basketball games together. It's so weird from how it's always been. He's the, he's the great Doug Gottlieb. Doug, as always, really appreciate your time, my guy. Always appreciate your insight, buddy. Anytime, Mike. All right. That's Doug Gottlieb right there uh, signing in here. All right. Now, let's get to uh, – got to pay some of the bills, and then we're going to digest what Doug Gottlieb had to say there. But first, the first one that you probably want to put out there is, Mike, where's the BetMGM line? Well, here we go. I got BetMGM coming up right now. Hold on just a second, Jacob Franklin. All right, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our AZ audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And again, if you want to bet on Arizona being better than last year, this is probably the spot to do it right here. Again, check out BetMGM. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on. I think Arizona is going to be better than last year's team. I also think Arizona football is going to be better. But now, let's hear from Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Claim 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, I agree with Doug Gottlieb, but we're going to get to your comments right here. Sorry I wasn't able to get to those right here. T-Burns826, Doug, do uh, Love and Bradley fit in the no pros category in the portal, or does that only apply? You know, he kind of answered that he wouldn't uh, be, you know, that he could see Caleb Love in the NBA, but I don't know that he would be totally, uh, uh, I don't know that he necessarily sees that one happening. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, it's a little bit different, I think, when you got a freshman but a lot of times, though, you if you're in the portal, you're not really a pro. Um, TLN says, when will Moroskis commit? It's already done. It's just got to be out there officially. Um, I would imagine they're going to release a statement here in the uh, – I would imagine in the next week or so. I w- wouldn't see it uh, coming off any longer than that. Um, TLN also says – I want to see Bradley off the bench. Nice to have a ball handler off the bench instead of Pella who can't dribble. I am totally okay with that. Um, if you, if they start, and we talked about this yesterday, but if you start four different dudes, um, there's four guys that are going to start. Kylan Boswell is going to start. Uh, uh, Caleb Love is going to start. Again, dudes who start play three years at North Carolina don't come in here to not start. Um, then you got Kashad Johnson, who we're going to get back to here in just a second. And... You've also got um, Umar Ballo. Those four dudes are starting. So it's going to come down to Pella Larson, and it's going to come down to Jaden Bradley, whichever one of those players is able to, uh, you know, really make it. Um, and, you know, that's a great point, too, that, uh, that Doug made, amongst many great points, too, that you look at USC, and if you're relying on a bunch of freshmen, 
even if they're good freshmen, you're probably not going to win the conference. That's just kind of the way it is right there. Um, and that's just the way it is. We've got a lot of back the A's coming in here. Zona nine, Zona Tucson nine, three back the A Edward Sanchez back the A all the way. It always is awesome to back the A. Also, you know what else is cool too? circle K circle K back the A with circle K. Here's the deal. Now you might see Jacob Franklin, the great Jacob Franklin at circle K from time to time. And you can't miss him because he's six foot 10, but make sure you're also not missing out on the great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32 ounce polar pop. Again, head to circlek.com slash store locator to find a circle K near you. Again, you might see Jacob Franklin there and you can thank me in the process if you do. And then uh, excuse me. Actually, I didn't even know I needed to do that, Reed. And then uh, we got uh, tapping. We got tapping bottle. Tapping bottle watch parties right here. They're going to be coming back. Arizona football is right around the corner. They're going to be whooping people down. We're going to have a good time there. Come to the north or the downtown location or the northwest location. Either way, they're great people there. Scott, Rebecca, we love what they do right there. Again, tap and bottle. Okay. Now, as far as uh, this Arizona team though goes. Doug was right last year. You know, at the end of the day, Arizona just wasn't that tough and they lacked some ball handling. And uh, he put that out very well that, you know, Arizona just wasn't quite that good um, in those areas they needed. And Kirk Creaso, while he had a lot of cojones, um, he's also not the, you know, you're kind of tapped out. You weren't going to, he wasn't really going to get into the basket per se and wasn't going to really man up on defense. Boswell, to me, is that dude. Um, Boswell is... Boswell's got to start. Boswell's got to play 35 minutes per game. And I think realistic expectations, and I'm curious to see what all of you have to say, but I think realistic expectations for Kylan Boswell are 14 points, five or six assists, uh, you know, three or four rebounds, because he's also probably not going to be coming off the court, and he's probably going to be able to make some plays off the, uh, the bounce that Arizona wasn't able to. I also think it's going to make Pella Larson's job a lot easier TLN says, uh, I want to see Bradley off the bench. Nice to have a ball handler um, for Pella who can't dribble. Yes, Pella can't dribble. But if you've got two ball handlers right now, if you've got two ball handlers who are able to um, make things easier for uh, Pella, it also is going to be uh, – it also makes things a lot easier for him. They can drive and dish. They can get into the paint. And, you know, he can do the one or two dribbles to the basket, shoot the set shot three, or finish around the rim. It's going to make his job, I believe, a lot easier out there. And not only uh, not only that, I think that you could accentuate and see Pella's numbers maybe going up a little bit, even with some more talented perimeter players around him. All right. Now, um, this is a new read right here, and I thank the great Jacob Franklin, who is yawning behind the scenes because we are not talking about bad ASU baseball players at the moment. But, all right, here's also the deal. We got Saturday Neon. All right, this company started by two friends and former college roommates that make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. I have one of these. I can guarantee you that they are very, very cool. Check them out. You can go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code word PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. And they're officially licensed at 19 schools, including Arizona. Let's be honest here. Arizona is the only one that matters right here. And one other one, the peaks. Four peaks. The movement will not stop. Uh, Arizona could add 20 peaks and 
It will still be four plus 16 at that point. And it's also the official brew of PHNX Sports. All kinds of fun stuff. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or up to uh, drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Okay. Tad says, after the draft, what personnel could change or they set? Um, I, I'm going to disagree with Doug a little bit here. I think the personnel is pretty much set. Uh I think that everybody is going to be coming back. You're going to be bringing in Morauskas, and that lineup is, I think, good to go because at that point you'd have to run somebody off, and I don't know that anybody on this roster is being run off at this point because I think they would have already left, Um, whether that was uh, Philly B, whether that was Dylan Anderson. Both those guys have sat here and they're saying, you know what, we're like Edward Sanchez and Zona Tucson 9-3. We're back in the A right here. I think this is a roster that is fully in, that is fully committed to what they're doing. And, again, I think this is a top-10 team. Um, I believe it's a better team than last year. I believe it's got more talent than last year. And I think it's going to be uh, – um, I think it's going to be a – I think they're going to win the conference. I didn't think that before Caleb Love. And again, I don't want to make it out like Caleb Love's Michael Jordan because he's not. But I also think that he brings a a, a factor to this team that was woefully lacking last year. Um, and I think that that's pretty much uh, – I think that's kind of the way it is. Now, off the bench then, it gets interesting because it's either going to be Jaden Bradley or Pella Larson. Which dude – uh, comes off the bench. I'm totally okay with whatever the Tommy Gunn decides right here. If he wants to start Jane Bradley because it gives you a little bit more ball handling right there, cool. If he wants to bring Jane Bradley off the bench, I'm all right with that one as well. But those six guys right there are going to be playing 30 minutes plus per game, 25, 28, 30 minutes plus per game. I realize I just said 30 plus as I said 25 as well. But now who's going to be that seventh and eighth guy? Because I think ideally you'd like to have an eight-man rotation I would love to see Henry Vasar make that next step. Um, I like Henry. He's got a good basketball body. He can move. He can block shots as well. Henry's Henry's a dude. Henry can play. I like watching him. He lost a lot of his confidence last year. I don't think that I'm really breaking any news right there. And you need to get that back. And I think that's why Tommy Lloyd didn't play him at the end, because he didn't want that, knowing that he was going to need to utilize him this coming season. So, again, Henry Vasar big fan of what he can do he's just got to be able to reach it and then let's talk about who that other player might be able to be but then first illegal Pete's now you always know that it's somebody that's not from Tucson when they misspell Tucson in the ad read we do not allow this I blame Jacob Franklin for this actually it's not Jacob Franklin but uh stop in either their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew Five pints for 15 bucks. Soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and crisp beer on the patio. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Okay, now, who's that eighth guy going to be? That's what, I, that's what I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know who that eighth guy is going to be. I do think that it's going to be Henry Vasar right there, that seventh dude. Probably going to be Morauskas. But again, like Doug Gottlieb said, it's very, very hard to uh, really pencil in who that dude's going to be because you don't really know. Some of these players come in and they're ready to play immediately. Other guys come in and it takes them a little bit of time. You don't really know where they're going to be at that point. So we'll find that one out. Now, real quick, Jacob Franklin, would you like to join the party right here? 
We could you could get this one. I'm currently sitting in bed MGM, so if there's a lot of noise, it's not my fault. All right, Jacob Franklin. Real quick before we sign off, Jacob has to come on once per month. We've agreed with the superiors, the uppers. You're going to get used to this guy, and this so doesn't this is, count. This is your once. No, this this does not count as the once per month, Jacob. Is a uh, Jacob is a younger baseball fan who has not seen some of the all time greats, and we are now arguing. We're going to have a decades long debate about baseball players. Right now? Well, not right now. No, I just wanted to put him. I just wanted to get you on and get you used to get in front of the camera again. I missed. I missed one pick, and and I should have taken Albert Pujols for my team at first base. And I know you would have been able to take him as two, but you didn't. So I had Albert Pujols was there for me. And Jacob believes that Jacob deGrom is at the same level of a Greg Maddox, a Pedro Martinez, Randy Martinez. Jacob, this is your one time on air to take this back. I just said, and Jacob deGrom at his best is quite possibly an all-time great because his stuff was unreal when he before he got hurt. Right. All right, fair enough. Jacob, but again, this does not count as your one time. We just wanted to get you back on here, though. You will be on this month, though. This is correct. Maybe. All right. Everybody out there, again, really appreciate you all. Doug Gottlieb, you're the man, uh, a beacon of light in an uncertain time. The great Jacob Franklin right here, all six foot eight of him right here. He does exist. He will be back. All of you out there, though, you have a great rest of your weekend. As always, back the A. There's nothing better than being an Arizona Wildcat fan. We all know that. Come back with us. I'll be back with you on Monday with Aaron Torres. Talk to you guys soon. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.